When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, presented by Progressive Insurance and ready to roll. Greeny with you and we are loaded up. We got Mills Mock. He's ready. We got the misconception about Joe. We got the possible truth about Tom. And we got a hot take a lot of people are going to be absolutely disgusted by all that and more. Bubba, let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. Well, our one place to start is right here in our studio with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. The outstanding Dominique Foxworth, a delightful Kimberly Martin, good enough to stay with us. Kmart disappointed that her trip to Tampa this weekend will not feature 80 degrees and oh, sunny. No, 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 no. The one time I get to Florida. That is that is my cross. I mean, it's not 30. Like it, it, It's not 12. How bad was Kansas City Sunday night? I had a little. I had a bubble coat under the big Arctic parka. Oh, my my palm hat. I am excited though not to pack any hats this weekend. Nice. Really yeah, that's a, that's a bright but side. I, just had, I had visions of coming back like a chocolate goddess, but <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, at least you won't be a chocolate sickle down there. So just appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> that's, a good, that's pretty good. All right. So no, we got. Here's what we got this weekend. We got the best weekend of oh, the NFL yeah. year. That's what mm-hmm. it should be. Divisional weekend. That's uh, sort of what it's traditional build to be in this week I think it does live up we just did these quarterback confidence picks on TV I did them here on the radio yesterday whether you agree or disagree with the picks that I made what is evident from it is that we got a murderer's row mm-hmm. of quarterbacks going this weekend so Dominique does that support the notion that in the NFL today it is imperative that you get one of these guys that if you don't have one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL it's almost impossible yeah no I think that's right the quarterback uh, they they are so valuable, obviously. But it does mean that there are other ways to get there. It doesn't mean that there's not another way to get there. So we see with the Titans, they have the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And they are not a quarterback-centric team necessarily, but no one is necessarily picking them to win the, the Super Bowl. So, yes, that's true. Get a great quarterback. You're going to be good for years to come. But it's it's eight of them out there, and they aren't just rolling in every season. Think, so you yeah. got to figure out something Think about else. the Colts. I mean, they went all in on we are just a quarterback away. And, in fact, they were not. Not that quarterback. Not that no, quarterback. No problem, yeah. Uh, you know, a team like the, the Raiders. Now, granted, other things, other things you know, the, Derek Carr, obviously, he's a guy that, um, you know, you don't know what his future is. I think there. he's better than, than most. Yeah. I, I think he's better than the general conception of him is, mm-hmm. right? Or perception, excuse me, of him is. Uh, so we'll see. Also, but, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a guy oh, yeah. where you know good, Good Jimmy's going to roll up in the club looking really great, and then bad Jimmy will come right through. like drinks. Yeah, yeah, mess I, up I told Hembo this yesterday. You know, I never, for, for the longest time, I did not gamble on sports ever because it was illegal, and I mm-hmm. thought it would be inappropriate for a person who works in this business to do it. Now that it's legal, I dabble. Yeah, <laughs> I dabble. And, and I will tell you right now, I said to my son, there was a lock on the board last weekend, and it was Jimmy Garoppolo over under .5 interceptions. Oh. Yeah. That was a lock. And as the game is going on, he's texting me, Dad, Dad, and I kept saying, just wait. <laughs> 
Just Aww. wait. And it's there. And look, I have nothing against Jimmy Garoppolo, but right. you, that was an inexcusable interception that he threw. They're going to win that game 26-7 to yeah. if he doesn't throw that pick. Yeah, absolutely right. It was a problem, and I think the worst part about it was we all anticipated it happening. So mm-hmm. that... It makes clear the the narrative around Jimmy G is like they, but they win with them. That's mm-hmm. true, but they don't win because of them. Mm-hmm. Like you don't trade away a bunch of draft picks That's to get Trey a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, to to get a quarterback in the draft, and he reminds them of it at every moment. So he's another quarterback who's above average, but he's not a quarterback that that um will like perpetually have your team in contention. He will perpetually put your contending team in trouble. <laughs> Think about that Emmanuel Sanders miss yeah. that Super Bowl. Yeah. Thing, I mean, the whole narrative around Jimmy could have been different. He has some misses done. last week. Uh, that Ayuk play, yeah. I mean, they, they, were, they should have won that game a lot more easily mm-hmm. than they did. All right, Greeny and Kmart and Dominique here. Let's make this the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Before we get to the games this weekend, Kmart, what should the fans know about the coaching carousel, which continues to spin out there? We got, what, eight teams now looking for a head coach at this point still. What What is the latest? <sighs> Dang it. I found this funny because you're talking about on Get Up. Dan Quinn is is a hot name, hot name. You could, as Dominique has pointed out, you can question, you know, his time in Atlanta. Has he gotten any better? But you know what? The Dallas Cowboys might actually lose him, but the Dallas Cowboys might keep Mike McCarthy. So that, I'm sure, will make Cowboys fans feel so Well, those things so go together, better. right? I mean, the, 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 obviously, losing Quinn... I guess it doesn't necessarily by definition mean that you keep McCarthy, but it feels like if they were going to fire McCarthy, it would be to give the job to Dan Quinn. Right, and the assumption there is that that's a job that Dan Quinn would want to take. So they have one of those quarterbacks that you feel like you have a chance. So, yes, that's an attractive job, but they have one of those owners, the only one of those owners who makes your job a little bit more difficult, adds an extra layer of challenge. While he may make it easier in some ways because the roster is pretty well built, he makes it more difficult by doing press conferences outside your locker room every game in weekly radio interviews where he is saying things with the express purpose of like getting attention which is not necessarily something that NFL coaches enjoy and appreciate so there's another dynamic to being the coach there and if you remember Mike McCarthy got the job after doing a sleepover at um mm-hmm. at Jerry Jones house. house like I don't want to be that close with my boss like, <laughs> I, I'm good on that I'll see you at the Christmas party but I'm not in your guest room Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. The other one that I remain fascinated by is Jim Harbaugh. Kmart, what is it? felt like there was like all this talk. He's getting a job, getting a job, getting a job. Now it's kind of gone quiet. What are you hearing? Yeah, you know, there's talk if he would he go to, um, you know, would Chicago be interested? Uh, now that Vegas doesn't have, you know, I think Rich Bisacci is still in the mix. But, mm-hmm. but when I talk to people about Vegas, um, and what they're looking for. It's like they want to hit a home run. Vegas always wants uh, a big name, a guy that's going to be sort of flashy that fans can get excited about, which is almost what Jacksonville did with Urban Meyer, and that sort of blew up in their faces. Now, obviously, uh, Jim Harbaugh has a much different track record in the NFL. So it'll be interested to see when you look at you know teams like Minnesota. They're looking at candidates who are – sort of youngish, 35 to 39, except for a couple guys. A lot of teams want the young, innovative, 
um, um, head coach. So it'll be really interesting to see if Jim Harbaugh lands anywhere. What I mean, do you think, Nate? The young, innovative head coach is interesting because I'm not sure that that has had – it's like the McVeigh effect. effect. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not sure that it's panned out for so many coaches. And you think when you're getting a young, innovative coach, you're going to get the guy who is, like, aggressive on fourth downs. But you think about Kyle Shanahan, who's another one of those guys who's perceived as young, innovative. Like, that's not who he's been. Not only in last week's playoff, he hasn't been that through the course of his time as head coach and the type of game plans that they have is not like this new cutting edge offense like it's very smart but it's physical and so I I um sometimes bristle at the idea that the young quarterback guru is the way to go because guruing a quarterback is not head coaching a team we look at what Mike McCarthy like what he's being criticized for Mm -hmm. it's for like the stuff that only a head coach can do like Mm -hmm. the late game management the discipline the the installation of some sort of discipline like those are the things that only a quarterback or excuse me only a head coach can do you can find other coaches that can do those other things and maybe you lose those coaches but finding a great OC a great quarterback coach I think is probably easier than finding a great head coach Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just going to say the names in no particular order because I jotted them down of the head coaches that are still alive with eight teams left we got Sean McDermott you got Kyle Shanahan you got Sean McVay um you've got uh, Zach Taylor yep uh, in Cincinnati, who was uh, he was a yeah, McVay they, guy, one of the right? ma- yeah they touched hands once in um, <laughs> and and uh, and then you got Mike Vrabel right. and you got Andy Reid and you got Bruce Arians right. so you got that whole sort of collection of of guys which is feels totally different from the others <laughs> it, yeah it does I mean I, and I think that some of that is like self fulfilling it's like if we proper if we populate the league with offensive minded head coaches then offensive minded head coach is going to be at the end the guy who we think has done the best job of head coaching this year is the one who's different than the rest of them. Is Mike Vrabel, the former player, the former mm-hmm. defensive guy. Yeah, yeah that, and the way he wins is a little bit different, but I do think that it's important that you need to understand what being a, the job of being a head coach is not um, developing a quarterback or an offense. It's kind of leading a team. Matt LaFleur was the name that I left. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think who was the eighth yeah. one. Uh, it's Matt LaFleur, obviously, in Green Bay. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's do the games in the order in which they'll be played. Kmart, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take you out of the game that I know you're doing uh, or, or covering for us. Mm-hmm. But the Saturday early game is Cincinnati at Tennessee. Fascinating matchup. Bengals seem to come out of that game last week healthy. They didn't have the kind of injury trouble that San Francisco did, to my knowledge. And uh, they're not working on the same kind of short week uh, that the 49ers are. They played on Saturday as opposed to Sunday. What are your thoughts on that game, Bengals at Titans? So Bengals, obviously with the Bengals, the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase can't be understated. But when I look at this Bengals team, they've got the quarterback. they got the pieces. The question, though, is will they protect the quarterback? Will they keep him upright, especially against a very, very good Titans defense? And then, you know, on the flip side, Derrick Henry practices yesterday in pads. This is a big week. They're gearing up to have him this weekend as long as he has no setbacks, which I don't foresee. So now a team that didn't have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry on the field that much this year, still was the number one seed, gets Derrick Henry back at the best time. Uh, This is going to be a tough matchup for the Bengals. But, again, it's going to come down to QBs as well, and I would think you trust Joe Burrow. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think the protection point is the big one. And also, I think we have to look back at the Rams game and saw the value that uh, return of Cam Akers uh, mm-hmm. meant to the Rams offense. Yeah, take that and multiply it by 10 when you're looking at Derrick Henry. So I suspect that the Titans offense is going to be better than we've grown accustomed to seeing it now that Derrick Henry is back and healthy. And I don't think that you can win a Super Bowl with a bad offensive line. Like mm-hmm. it can be average, it can be good, it can mm-hmm. be great. Like Tom Brady's offensive line was last year. It can't be bad. So I think this is where the magic for the Bengals and the Joe Burrow, Joe Cool um, season. I think it ends here, despite the fact that he uh, is probably playing as good as anyone at the quarterback spot right now. Saturday night, I feel like is uh, Jalen always talks about um, schedule losses like right. in basketball, which there generally are a lot more of that than there are in football. I feel like Saturday is a schedule loss for San Francisco. Yeah. The, the advantage in rest for Green mm-hmm. Bay is so overwhelming, plus the Niners got banged up. Yep. Can they overcome that, Meek, in at Lambeau Field? I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think the, the schedule um, disadvantage is going to hurt them and also the quarterback disadvantage is going to hurt them. I think one of the people, one of the players that may not be hurt generally by a scheduling situation as the quarterback because the game is not normally as physical for them. But so maybe you would want to lean on that quarterback more. Not if the quarterback's Jimmy G. Right. So like they're going to have to play. They they thrive in a physical type of football. Mm-hmm. They played an incredibly physical game in Dallas. Mm-hmm. They got to go on a short week and play another incredibly physical game to win in frigid temperatures. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough. Nick Bosa still in the concussion protocol. Uh, Fred Warner. Kyle Shanahan is 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 feels pretty optimistic that he'll be back, but still, it's a very tight window. Fred Warner has the ankle, I believe, and Jimmy G, shoulder and a thumb injury that he's dealing with. Uh, Very quickly on the Sunday games, Kmart is doing Tampa and the Rams. I won't ask you your opinion. What do you think? I I feel like the Rams are going to win that game. Yeah, I'm leaning Rams um, because of the injuries to the offensive line and uh, and the talent on the Rams offensive line. And also on the other side, the the – the thinness of the uh, Bucks secondary against a one A and one B, and the and the receiving core of Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. with a outstanding offensive line and a resurgent Cam Akers, it's going to be tough. Okay, okay, but even though this is my game, would it shock you if we came in here next week and we're talking about Matt Stafford through four picks, oh, or God. you know what I'm saying, no, or or Brady yeah. just was pummeled by the Rams defense because of that offensive line? Like, yeah. I, you can make a case for either scenario, and that that's why I think Beauty this game of. is fancy. And then super quick because I, I I would I could talk about this game for the rest of my life, but we're going to run out of time. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh is Allen, this Mahomes. The, is this the game that Josh Allen says? Here I am. I've taken down the Patriots. I've taken down the Chiefs. I think it could be. I think it is. There's no reason why he can't. Yep. The, the only reason why he can't is just because Patrick Mahomes plays at a transcendent level. Patrick Mahomes plays at his very top level. Or Josh Allen, who tries to make mistakes, hero yeah. ball plays mm-hmm. all the time. And... I mean, kind of most of the time, completes them. Yep. If he does some of those and they turn into turnovers and they lose, yeah. that's it. All right, we got so much to do here. I have to let you guys both go. Thank you. Safe travels this weekend, Kmart. Uh, and oh, and Nick, say hello to my buddy Costas there. Yeah. He got a big day uh, coming up tomorrow. Hey, what, what, what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. They've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Mel Kuyper coming up with his first mock of the year and... I'm going to tell you why I don't think it's impossible that this weekend we will see something absolutely historic. And I'll tell you what it is next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This man's job is analyzing the draft. He basically invented it. He is the one, the only Mel Kuyper Jr. who jumps in on ESPN Radio. Good morning again, Mel. Anything to make you happy, Corinne. You don't need mock dress. You're always happy. You're always excited. So uh, it just adds to the excitement level of Mike Greenberg. Well, as a Jet fan, like this is what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part of our season. <laughs> like, like I've been looking forward to the draft since September. <laughs> um, well, we got two picks to talk about, Greeny. We do. Two in the top ten for the Jets and two in the top ten for the Giants and a lot of really fascinating stuff. But these drafts, as, as we know, are defined by the quarterback. You have four of them going in round one, but none of them going particularly high. Let's quickly run through for the fans who don't know them. Who are the four quarterbacks to go in round one? And give me a rough range of where we should be expecting them to go. I don't need the team. Give me the rough range of where they should be expected to go. Malik Willis from Liberty is the first quarterback I have coming off the board at 11 to Washington. The range for him would be, I think, eight down to, say, 20 in that area, 8 to 20. And the same thing for Kenny Pickett. They're kind of interchangeable. Actually, I have Kenny Pickett as my highest-rated quarterback out of Pitt, but I have Willis going higher in this mock. I have Pickett dropping down to New Orleans. So both are 8 to 20. Then I think you get to Matt Corral from Ole Miss. I have him at 20 to Pittsburgh. I think he's in that 20 to, say, late 20s range where the Detroit Lions are picking. That's where I have Sam Howell coming off the board. He's similar to Corral. So you have Corral and Howell bunched together. And you have Willis and Pickett bunched together. So that's the four. That's the range. Uh, I think Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, had he played better against Alabama in that final four playoff game, that semifinal game, he might have been in the first round discussion, but he did not. So now he's more of a second rounder. I'm looking at your big board, though, right now, and you have Ritter, your second favorite quarterback. Again, we're early. Well, that's changing. That's going to be updated. That's going to be updated on Friday. And that's already been done. So after the Alabama guy, I wanted to get all the bowl games over with want to get all that out of the way and then have a chance to sit back and evaluate everything in early january which i did and i think you want to just go to espn.com on friday we'll have the new top 10 positional rankings based on the underclass that we know are coming out and the ones that are going back will be out of the old list and then the new big board new top 25 big board will be up on friday as well greeny okay i love it so again espn.com on friday we'll have that espn plus today has mel's mock draft number 1.0 we got Aiden Hutchinson, uh, the kid from Michigan that everybody knows, going at number one. No surprises. we got pass rushers and offensive linemen going heavy in here. Uh, how about the teams that have the two picks up there? you got the, well, the, both the New York teams, the Jets and the Giants with the two picks up there. What should the fans there be expecting to see? 
Well, I think you're going to be expecting to see for the Jets, uh, if you can get a guy, a versatile defensive back like Kyle Hamilton, that rangy safety, then come back with a receiver like Drake London, another big, so you're going big there. Big athletic safety, rangy safety, great length. Same thing with the wide receiver, Drake London, out of USC. The Giants need offensive line help. That will be Ikem Ekwanu from NC State at five. Then the pass rusher, David Ojabo from Michigan uh, at seven. So uh, both those teams, I think, would get the defensive help that they need, but also the offensive help as well. So you're kind of balancing it out on both sides of the ball. Mel, so for the fans who are looking for it, and they are, the teams all have these different needs, where is this draft really, really strong at the top, and where is it comparatively weak at the top? Well, I think the offensive line, I think when you see an Evan Neal and an Ike McWanu and a Charles Cross and a, t- a center like Tyler Linderbaum, there's some offensive linemen that are going to be exciting to teams early on. Wide receiver has some guys a little deeper now, a little falling a little bit because of Jamison Williams' injury. Had Williams not been hurt, he'd have been in the top 10 with Drake London. So I think injury impacted that spot. I think the cornerback position is going to be interesting. Uh, Granny, you have some really good corners, but is it Derek Stingley Jr. in the number one corner or? Or is it Ahmad Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati? There's going to be a battle up until late April to see which of those two cornerbacks comes off the board first. I will say this. Sauce is right there with my favorite nicknames. I mean, I, when a guy is known as Sauce, you got to like it. And, and so that's uh, that jumped off the screen for anyone who maybe just watched Cincinnati in that game against Bama. They had the two kids back there, and Sauce is one. Greeny and Mel. Uh, so the, the mock draft is up. While I have you a quick second here, Mel, can I just ask you about some of the young quarterbacks in the NFL, the guys that, sure. you, know, that, that you and I have talked about over mm-hmm. the years and Obviously, you were doing the draft back when they came out. Like, you look at Josh Allen, and he's so good. And you look at how obvious now it feels like that should have been. He's so big. He's so strong. He's so athletic. He's got, you know, that arm. What do they say? He could throw it through a car wash and not get it wet. He's got everything. So how is it that he was the third quarterback taken in the draft the year he came out? Well, I think now, I think we always talk about revisionist history, Greeny, and I, I always try to do it. Everybody does it. They always try to tweak it your way, but you, you look at, at, at Josh Allen. I had him as the number one quarterback, and I got that right. I think when you go back, you get a lot wrong, but that's one you get right because of the competitiveness. I, I was just sold on that, Greeny. So why did you like him? Why'd you love him? He, said he actually had one of the highest grades I've ever given a quarterback in my 45 years of doing this. So I put him in the elite status, physically gifted. We know that. You see that. Okay, He's extraordinary, but the competitiveness – Everybody's competitive. He was a 15. I got that from Craig Bowl. Craig Bowl, head coach of Wyoming, says he's the most competitive player he's ever coached at any position. Then you think about the senior bowl. He went down there, Greeny. He didn't play great in the first half. He said, I want to come out in the second half. I don't want to be – I got to come out. And he did. He did great. And you go back to the end of their year. They had lost a couple games to bad teams when he was out with a shoulder injury, right? They had won, but they lost when he was out. And he wanted to come back for that bowl game. I remember talking to the guys at Wyoming. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He doesn't have to play, okay? But he wanted to play in that bowl game. And he did, even though he was hurt a shoulder. How many guys would do that? would risk that. Mm-hmm. He did, and he played, and they won, and they won convincingly. So you put it all together, and I knew he had to work on some things in terms of accuracy, but that could be improved. And I thought he, there was some, I thought some, some uh, inaccurate statements made about his lack of accuracy in some games. They would always pick the, the airmail throw. Well, who doesn't have an airmail throw here and there? Now, he worked on some things, and I give Jordan Palmer a lot of credit working with him, but I think uh, I'm really happy to see a great kid 
go with the right team, the right organization, the right fan base, and just uh, you know exceed expectations. Now, he is a little reckless at times, but we love it. And I always said, even if he's not great, he's going to be the most entertaining quarterback in the NFL. Mm. So not only is he great, he's also super entertaining, Greeny. I need to let you run, but I could do this all day. And as we work our way towards the draft, I, I so look forward to this journey with you again. Mel Kuyper again, Mock Draft 1.0 up on ESPNplus.com. You can check it out right now. Thank you, Mel. Have a great day, Greeny. Appreciate it, pal. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Hey, listen to the Man in the Arena podcast. It's a 10-part series exploring how sports impacts our everyday lives through the lens of Tom Brady's career. It's brought to you by ZipRecruiter and available wherever you get your podcast. Let's do some takes. Greeny's Takes. All right, I mentioned the assembled members of the the hashtag crew are with us here. That means hashtag Bubba, hashtag Nuno, and my main man, hashtag Hembo, is sitting alongside. These are the questions that Hembo put together for Dominique Foxworth on TV today, and he will now ask them to me. Good morning, Hembo. Good morning, Greeny. Uh, You look good today. Uh, thank you very much. Which it's very is kind say, of you to say. Well, you look clean-shaven. For those of you who were listening yesterday, you know why that is significant. Your face is as smooth as a baby's <laughs> butt. It's as pure as mother's milk, as Jerry Jones once said. My ego's also been struck down. My ego is... Um, it's taken a hit yeah, in the last 24 your hours. Your ego and your eagles both got struck down in the last couple of days, and we'll explain why. In the meantime, it's your turn to ask me the questions. Go. Greeny, which number one seed is likelier to lose at home this weekend? I, I think that's an easy one, and that is Tennessee. Um, and I expect them both to win. But I think Green Bay's advantage this weekend is insurmountable, which is to say if this was just a regular game, if both teams had played last weekend, then I would actually like San Francisco to win this game. But that is as far from the circumstances as could be. By now, you already know it. I don't need to go over it again. San Francisco uh, is playing on a, literally a short week. They go Sunday to Saturday, while the Packers have all the rest in the world. Uh, and the 49ers coming off back-to-back road wins that they needed, both of them, and both that went right down to the finish are going into this with a Nick Bosa with a concussion and the injury to the linebacker and everything else. I don't like them at all in their game. So by process of elimination, I think Tennessee, who I still think will win also, is much likelier to lose than Green Bay. Next. If you were a team owner, which prospective head coach would be number one on your wish list? Easiest question you asked me today, and the answer is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has a proven track record of success on the pro level. Here's what you're not getting in Harbaugh. You're not getting your coach for the next decade. That's not Jim. Here's what you are getting. You're getting someone who's going to come in and is going to get your program moving in the right direction fast. Jim is a good coach. He is sort of a, he's not an easy person to deal with. And so I, I, I think you have to know that going in. But if you're a team that thinks you're close and the Raiders like feel like a team that thinks they're close, the Dolphins, I think, are a team that feels like they think they're close. Whoever else it is that you think you're close, I think you get Jim Harbaugh and he could be the piece that puts you over the top. Next. Which remaining team in the playoffs has the best roster top to bottom? Well, when I asked that question to Dominique today, he said the Rams. And I I think, see, it depends on how we're defining top to bottom. I think if we're just using the starters, I think that's right. But their question mark has always been depth. It would have been the Bucs, but they were all hurt. Like, if the Bucs had Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and all of their guys were healthy, then the answer would be Tampa. They brought back the entire starting team from a champion last year. But they're not. I think I will agree with Dominique that it is 
the Rams, based on the collection of stars they have, and they're all healthy going into this game. Um, but I'm I'm very tempted to say Buffalo also. So it, it and Kansas City. I will go with the Rams in the interest of not extending this uh, forever. I, I could talk myself out of this answer ten times if I wanted to, but I'll say the Rams. One more. If I made you commissioner for a day, would you go back to the twelve team playoff field or stick with fourteen? Uh, you would hate me if you made me commissioner for the day. You would hate what I would do if I was commissioner for the day. Here's what I would do, Bubba. Let's lose the music. Here's what I would do if I was commissioner for the day. I wouldn't cut it back from seven to six. I would cut it back from seven to four. I would go back. The NFL playoffs in the 70s were a thing of beauty. There were three divisions. You got the three division champions and one wild card. There was none of this first round that had Pittsburgh and Philadelphia in it. There were none of these 40 to 7 games. Only the elite of the elite made it to the playoffs. Now, that doesn't work in 2021 or 20, what year is this? 2022. That's not the way we live. And there's any number of reasons why it's nice to have more playoff games because, I, and look, I watch them. I'm not complaining about them. But if you're asking me, that's when football, I, that's what I would do. It's the, it's the last thing in the world they would do. It's probably the only reason I'm not going to be the commissioner. Like, I think you know, when, when Roger steps aside, I think I would have been one of the top choices to succeed him. But I think when they hear that take, I think that's probably going to be it. Yeah, so when, when Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft call you and say, Greeny, what about those hundreds of millions of dollars you just punted away because you thought the playoffs were better in the 70s? What will be your answer to those guys? I'm a football fan. That's what I'm concerned about. My interest is not in making sure these billionaires have more money. Uh, th- that shouldn't be the concern. Oh, look, whatever. I don't want to get into that. That's what I would do. I-, I do not. I think, look, here's the bottom line. I enjoyed watching Tampa play the Eagles this weekend, and candidly, so did everybody else. That game had the second most viewers of any. I just got sent the ratings from this week. The Dallas game, of course, had 40 million people watch that game. The second most watched game was Bucks eagles which was thoroughly non-competitive and didn't figure to be before it started but 30 million people watched it why because it's Tom Brady and it's the Eagles and the Eagles have a ton of fans so these games are good but do I feel like the 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 advantage of being the one seed now is so overwhelming so extraordinary now look what happened to Tampa in that game against the Eagles I just don't know if you want that to just go to one team maybe it's okay maybe that's fine um, but that to me is the single biggest piece is not, it's not so much that you got uninteresting games, but that the advantage of one over two is so extraordinary. You have to make up your own mind. Is that a good thing or a bad thing coming up next? All these people saying Joe Burrow is the next Tom Brady. I'm going to tell you why all these people are completely wrong. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The assembled members of the Hashtag crew are here, and I'm hearing a lot of comparisons of Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. The first place I heard it was on our TV show in the morning on Get Up from Rex Ryan. He reminds me of Tom Brady, and I mentioned that earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I mentioned it. His mannerism, but his leadership and in the biggest moments, this guy is the calmest, and he's got just a hired killer mentality, and that's what he reminds me of, of, of Tom Brady. And- so that was Rex on Get Up, and I kind of agree with that, but I'll tell you who he reminds me of, a little more than that. And I thought of it when they started calling him Joe Cool. The original and forever Joe Cool was Joe Montana. Montana was Brady's boyhood idol. He was Brady before Brady. He was the GOAT before Brady became the GOAT. And if you look at Burrow, his stature and everything else, I mean his physical stature, he reminds you more of Montana. Montana was slight. He did not have the huge arm. He did not have the wow kind of level athleticism that, you know, some of the, and that wasn't a particularly common thing back in those days anyway, uh, guys that could run and all that kind of stuff. But Montana coming out of Notre Dame, now the difference is that Burrow still went number one in the draft. So clearly they didn't sell him short based on his stature. But Montana fell out of the first round based upon his lack of stature, even though he accomplished as much at Notre Dame as Burrow did. Montana was a really good player at Notre Dame for multiple years and and won huge, won huge bowl games and all that kind of stuff. So to me, the original Joe Cool was Montana. And if you look at the team, uh, Montana, long before there was Jerry Rice, he had really good receivers. He had Roger Craig. That, to me, is a good comparison. I like the comparison of Joe Burrow to Joe Montana more than I do to Brady. What do you think of that? I like it. I don't think we're making enough of the Joe Burrow experience for the last two years. Greeny, we're not that far removed from people saying he should stiff the Bengals in the draft because yeah. the organization was in such bad shape. 14 months ago, he shredded his knee, so, and, and they protected him so badly that year that people wanted his head coach fired. And this year, he, he became the youngest player in the history of the NFL to lead the league in completion percentage and yards per attempt, playing behind the 31st-ranked offensive line. They just broke a 30-year winless playoff drought in Cincinnati. They have no culture of winning whatsoever. The amount of... Equity he has built up in two years, in my judgment, is astonishing. I'm with you. And that's why I, the only thing I disagree with is that I think a lot is being made of it and being made of him. And the world is falling in love with Joe Burrow, enough so that people are starting to answer this question in an interesting way. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Bubba. And we bring hashtag Bubba into the conversation. And many of you may not know this, but before Bubba's now somewhat legendary career uh, in radio production, Bubba was an NFL scout and, and a very successful one back in the day. I, I believe uh, working under Tech Schramm and, mm. and Landry and all them in Dallas, which is how he became a Cowboy fan. Um, I, I believe you scouted Dorsett, right? And some of the early cat, Drew Pearson, Golden Richards, that collection of, of Cowboys. Right. Uh, so that, that's, that's your background. That said, If I told you right now, I'm going to give you three choices. You could start an NFL team with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, 
or Josh Allen, the oldest of whom is 25 years old? Which one would you choose? Burrow, Allen, or Herbert? Who you got? Wow. Wow. Ah, that is a tough one. I am going to go. Here's what frustrates me before you answer this question. Yeah, go ahead. This question has been in the Google Doc for two days. <laughs> yep, saw it. So yep. you've had ample time to think about this response. And it says underneath it, ask the hashtag crew. Right. So you knew I was going to ask you this question. Yeah. But you, the way you are responding suggests to me that you have given this no thought whatsoever and as a consequence have taken up almost a minute of airtime going, ah, ooh, ah. I mean, it's ah. a tough question. Have you, have you thought about it? It's just yes, a tough I've one. I've thought a lot about it, which is what one generally ooh, does before one. one goes on the air. So what's the answer, Bob? Uh, all right. I guess I'll go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. That's what Neek said on TV today. That's what Kimberly said on TV today. How about you, Nuno? Those three guys, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, who are you starting a team with? My previous answer would have been Herbert, but there's just something. Uh, Burrow has this quality that I think, besides his play on the field, is that 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 quality you want as your quarterback, as the face of your franchise, the guy that's going to interact with the media, other players, and so forth. So it has to be Burrow. Wow. Everyone's going bro. Why are you laughing, him? <laughs> Why? Nuno's wearing the the biggest headphones I have ever. Seen. Can I see them? I, I, I didn't notice. Wait, like them? I, I I like them, but as you were, uh, <laughs> your answer, you look like an astronaut. You really are. <laughs> you really are. They look like those noise canceling headphones people use on airplanes to sleep. What? It's, you're right. My God, that's like a dinner plate on your right ear. That really is. You could, you could land it's a small the, plane it's on that. Yeah, I want to keep my ears warm. <laughs> that is. Where'd you get those? I ordered them off Amazon the other day. They are very. You are. They're very large. Uh, you're a man with a very large <laughs> headphone. Like he, I, I, he, I just want you to answer this. Don't even like. So, did you actually even like contemplate uh, keeping the facial hair? Oh, we're going to get to the facial right. hair. We're going to get to the facial hair. I'm Let not prepared get, to talk about out, it. By the way, I'm not we're prepared to talk you. about it. Everyone has gone burrow. Everyone I've asked this question to, everyone on TV today, and now everyone on this show. And Joe Burrow, and I agree with those, that answer, he's the third most talented of those three quarterbacks. Meaning you're taking Burrow too? Yep, I'm taking Burrow too. Wow, I'm really surprised. I, I think we should do, see, th- this is not the time to do the poll question because no one will take Justin Herbert because he's out of sight, out of mind. But that would be my choice. Justin Herbert has, has had, I think, an equally remarkable first two NFL seasons to to Joe Burrow. He just didn't. It's not his fault his team didn't get in the playoffs. He did. He has overcome more stupidity as the coach as, as the quarterback of a team that has no home field. Did you watch the Bengals play that home playoff game last week? Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Buffalo Bills play their home playoff game last week? I did. Have you seen a Charger game lately? He's playing 17 road games. He's playing for a coach who thinks that there is no such thing as punting. There are five downs. That there is a rule that says you have to go for it on fourth down regardless of where you are. (laughs) He has overcome so much and is so talented. I would take Justin Herbert, and I'm the only one. Ah, Like most geniuses, I won't be fully appreciated until after my time. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.